This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam. I'm your host. Happy New Year, Sam. Happy New Year to you too, Richard. <laughs> you made it. We've made it. 2022. Uh, 2022. Boy. Another year down. Another year passed. Yeah. Just flying by. Yeah. Whether you're uh, ready or not, here any it comes. Moment now, we're we're going to be having our second child. So that's a uh, fear and trembling is upon us. For I think that the Bible calls those the, in the, the latter days. <laughs> yes, uh, labor pains, uh, as it will. But uh, anyways, I hope uh, all of our listeners had a, had a great holiday season and yeah. rung in the new year with with. Uh, Hopefully you're not rung out. <laughs> it's too soon for that. Hopefully you've still got your uh, your... New Year's resolutions. Um, you haven't kept them. You haven't broken them yet. The first week of, of 2022, but uh, so there's we're still time. Yeah, there's yeah. The week's not over yet. So, um, but we like uh, we like to do this because Richard is a Type A person and a goal oriented <laughs> individual. So uh, you'll just have to bear with us through this. And I imagine if you're in leadership, you have some goals uh, of your own. And uh, so we we thought, uh, what better time to think about goals, to think about living on purpose, than at the beginning of a brand new year that hasn't been ruined yet, or <laughs> ho- hopefully not yet. Um, and so uh, today, we, that's what we want to do. We want to look at uh, j- just the power of setting goals, the power of of, of living on purpose, uh, and that's what's going to be the topic of discussion today. And so uh, with that, Richard, I'll turn it over to you and maybe just explain to our audience. Uh, for those who don't already know, um, wh- what is the purpose of goals? Why why set goals? Um, do they matter? And all of that good stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, we're here. We are at the beginning of a new year, and um, I, I'll tell you what. I I used to be a little bit more ambivalent about goals. I I'm a. I find that hard to believe, Richard. Well, you, you know, would it, ever have been in your life ambivalent it, towards goals? Well, you know, it actually I have. I, it's true though, because uh, my attitude is if. I always work hard. I always yeah. do my best. And so my attitude was kind of like, well, I'm going to every day I'm going to get up and work hard all day. And so if I do that, I'm going to accomplish a lot, you know, so Fair. I do I need to does it make a difference? Do I work any harder if I don't have a goal? If I, you know, may, maybe if I work hard all year, I'll I would just naturally overshoot the goal I would have said anyway. So yeah. maybe goals aren't you know, maybe they're not as big of a deal, but well, I suspect the hardness of your work is not really um, in question. It's just the you know what is it that you're you're working hard at? Yeah, and I think that's that that's kind of the point I want to make today is focus, living a yeah. focused life. It's not that you're not working hard. It's not that you don't do your your best at whatever you 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 take on. But does it make a difference if there's a, an actual goal or not? And um, and so the idea of living a purposeful life, uh, and we might talk about this in a, a later podcast, but I know there's some people that have uh, mission statements about their own life, and they have long-term uh, life goals. Uh, you know, their goal is to eventually retire and, and buy a yacht and uh, to live on it, you yeah. know, off the coast of whatever. Or some or, people's goal is to colonize Mars. You yeah. Know, and, we all have <laughs> our callings. Uh, and, but there are people that would say, well, I want to, I'm going to retire by age 55 and I want to live in this golf community and I want to do this and that. And, 
or I, you know, they, they'll have uh, very specific goals that, that their whole life is aiming toward. Mm -hmm. And, um, that, that, you know, that might be good. Um, I, that I've just never really done. I, when people tell me, where do you see yourself 10, 20 years from now? That's, that's always been hard for me because God kind of catches me by surprise. And I've, I've changed careers at least twice in significant ways. Um, I thought I would be a pastor of a church all my life. I, I was there doing that, experiencing success, happy as a lark. And then twice since then, God has dramatically changed that. So um, I've, I've, in one sense, I've felt like, well, let's just trust God. You know, I'll just do the best I can. And if God wants to change things up, he's welcome to do that. And I think there is some merit to that. I, you know, I've managed to accomplish a lot for someone that never had a life goal. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, I think thinking a little bit more specifically down to, let's say, a year, should you have goals in the year uh, that lies straight ahead of you? Yeah. And, uh, and I want us to focus on that to say, as you enter 2022, is there a way to be very focused in what you do? And uh, to begin with, maybe quoting one of the sage uh, philosophers that uh, has so influenced thinking in the Western world over the years, and of course I'm referring to Yogi Berra, he said, uh, if you don't know where you are going, you'll end up somewhere else. <laughs> and uh, you have to kind of think That's, on that yeah. for a bit. Of He's course, not wrong, I'll say that. <laughs> He's also the one who said, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. Uh, and so, uh, but, uh, the, and so, you know, I've known people like this that were just completely laid back, laissez-faire, just, Hey, whatever will be, will be, you know, I'll get up this morning and we'll just kind of see what, what, uh, I, I need to do and, uh, no real sense of drive or urgency or intentionality, just kind of, uh, and, and there's something to be said for that kind of um, mentality. Uh, they, they tend to not suffer as much from heart disease and uh, <laughs> stress-related illnesses. They can cause some stress-related illnesses to those who depend on them. But uh, sure, yeah. they're, you, know, you know those kind of people that are pretty laid back and uh, just they're, they're not in a rush. They're not stressed. It's, hey, if it doesn't get done, you know, it's, it'll, we'll, we'll be fine. It's... Uh, I, you know, it, <laughs> of course, as a traveler, I, 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 I see this all the time with people boarding airplanes and people will be, you know, at the very end of boarding and someone will, and they'll, and they'll make these, I, I hear this, I've heard this comment a thousand times. They'll say, Hey, well, they're not leaving without us, you know? So kind of like, no, no reason to be stressed. The plane's not going to leave until I, I get in my seat anyway. So I'm not in a hurry. And I always want to kind of mutter under my breath, yeah, but you, you won't you have, have, you know, enjoy having your carry on in your lap all the way there because the, the overhead space has long since been taken. So, yeah. uh, you know, there is something to be said about being they a little more. probably forgot their luggage, so it really doesn't, <laughs> matter. It really doesn't matter. So, uh, but, I, you know, the interesting thing, and I've thought a lot about this because I know as a pastor and as a minister and as a leader, I've had people most of my life telling me that I need to, you know, chill out, not be so focused and not so driven. And, and I realize that there's probably some truth to that, but, um, but what's interesting to me is some of the friends I've had that have been the very unstressed, undriven people, uh, you know, I look at their life and they're happy enough. They aren't stressed but I just don't see them accomplishing a lot. You know, the, yeah. I'll tell you what, almost 
I'd have to rack my brain here to be thorough and accurate, but when, when I think of my unstressed ministry friends, they tend to be the ones that pastor the small churches, the, the, you know, the, the ministries aren't doing much. They, they have to, they're, they're not thriving. They're, they're, what they're leading is not growing. Um, they're not adding on, uh, they're just laissez faire, easy going, but not a lot's happening. Mm. And the problem is that like, I can think of one friend of mine, great guy, you know, but, um, but because he's so laid back, his church has never grown much. And so he has no staff, he, which means he has to do all the work himself, doesn't have, um, you know, people to help him with the worship. So he's got to take care of that as well as preach and, uh, you know, doesn't have a lot of leaders that have been attracted to his ministry. So he has got to d- take care of everything right yeah, down to like, to do you know, all. mowing the lawn. And so you'd say, well, you know, yeah, you're maybe kind of laid back, but you, you end up having to do a lot more work right. when you're laid back. Uh, there's a lot more pressure left on your shoulders because you weren't driven enough to attract other leaders and develop them and so on. Surely there's a, uh, a balance. Yeah. I'd <laughs> say so in one sense, being really laid back does not necessarily mean you don't have more. It might mean you have more work to do because, uh, if you'd been more driven, you would have had a cadre of, of other leaders working around you, taking a lot of the load and taking the ministry further. So, mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, as you look at 2022, are there some areas in your life that if you were to be more intentional, you would do more? And, um, and so one certainly would just be in the area of your walk with God. Uh, don't just assume, and I tell you what, I see so many Christians who are, who are this way. They, it's just like, Hey, I've been a Christian for 30 years. I'll, I'll just kind of do what I've done. You know, I'll try to read my Bible in the morning as much as I can. And I might, I might get a devotional to look into or, you know, whatever. I might read a Christian book sometime this year. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you looked at your life, you would say, but, but what area of your Christian life do you really want to grow in this year? What, what area of your Christian life would you like to be stronger at the end of the year than it was at the beginning of the year? And, and if so, what is your plan to do that? And yeah. I used to kind of be a little resistant to plans because I thought somehow that that might be taking away from God, you know? Um, and it's like, I've got this great plan to have a, a great walk with God. And yet you, maybe you hadn't even talked to God about it. But God is not opposed to planning. You know, in fact, there's some great verses in the Bible that encourage planning. The key is let God be a part of your planning process. Right. And so what I would say is if you can, sometime in, uh, you know, in the early in the year or, or ideally before you start the year, uh, take half a day and look at all the major areas of your life and say, God, help me to know, identify for me, search my heart. Uh, Search my prayer life, search my quiet time, search my, uh, you know, just my daily abiding in you time. And just tell me if there's some specific things that you would put your finger on and say, this could be better. And then God, tell me what I could do to make it better. So, you know, it could be that, that God tells you, okay, well this year I want you to set your alarm 20 minutes earlier than you you normally have. Maybe you always got up at 630 uh, to get ready for work. And maybe this year I want you to set it for six. And 
with those 30 minutes, don't just sit there staring, you know, into the abyss uh, for 30 minutes because you're so tired. Jump in the shower, get, get yourself moving, have a strong cup of coffee, and then sit down and use those 30 minutes. Uh, and I want you to get the Blackabees Experiencing God Day by Day devotional. And I want you every day to start with that. I want you then to read a chapter of the Old Testament, chapter of the New Testament. I want you to have your journal ready to write down what you, God says. And I want you to just pack that extra 30 minutes in with serious time with me. And you do that for a year and God might say, and your walk with me is going to be in a different place. Um, or maybe God would say, I want you to uh, intentionally take even just five minutes each time you pray, five minutes of silence. Where for? Because I'll tell you what, if you're sitting quietly for five minutes, uh, listening to God, that five minutes can seem like it takes a long time. Uh, but take five minutes and just say, I just want to listen. It, even five minutes each morning before yeah. I get in the day to say, God, you know what I'm going to face today. You know the pressures, the temptations, the crises, the problems I'm going to have to deal with. I don't yet. And so I'm going to just take five minutes and just remain silent before you and let you place on my heart and mind any thoughts, any scriptures, any person, anything I need to do today that maybe slipped my mind. And whatever I sense you doing, I've got my journal right here, my pen in my hand. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to follow through. Which for those listening, you know, five minutes may not seem like that much, but if you can sit still for five yeah. minutes and be quiet, a lot can be set done. A, set a timer too, you know, because five <laughs> minutes when yeah. you're still is a yeah. lot longer than yeah. Than and five if if when you're on in go. those five minutes you're listening to what God is saying to you, a lot God can cover a lot of ground yeah. in five minutes. Absolutely. And of course, that doesn't mean you couldn't take thirty minutes to do the same thing. But it may be that if you have never done that, that just yeah. start with something that's reasonable, that's right. attainable. Um, you know, and then, of course, just what you read, um, we'll talk about reading uh, a little bit more in a minute, but, uh, but, but take on, be intentional about reading uh, in, your, in the areas of your Christian life in some, maybe some books that are going to stretch you, not just the same stuff. You just read everything this author does, but, uh, and I've been actually, I've pulled out a couple of the classics, uh, even like Paradise Lost and Dante's Inferno yeah. that I'm trying to, you know, just take some time to read through some of the classics that have been around a long time. It's, th th there might be other books that kind of speak more specifically into my Christian life, but, but I, I, there is something about classics, uh, whether it's in literature or in on Christian writing that, uh, mm -hmm it just seems to exalt you in some ways and elevate your thinking. And so, uh, you know, at least take on one serious book a year that you've always thought about reading. And, and so you would say, okay, here's part of my goal this year is to, to read that. Well, then also a second area would be in your own professional growth. If you're a pastor, if you're a business leader, um, a professional of some kind, how are you going to improve your skills? Uh, and, and, and again, I'm, I'm really surprised. Uh, it certainly at some profession like pastors, for instance, uh, we, we love to go. I, I know a lot of pastors who love to go to say like an evangelism conference and they hear some great preach preaching on evangelism and they, they love the preaching. It's great. They, they get some, 
rock star preachers in that Some new shake the house. Expository but, technique to apply. But, but, uh, but a lot of times that's not even what they're getting. They're just enjoying some a preaching fest and they walk away and they haven't learned a solitary thing. They've, mm-hmm. they've enjoyed the hearing some of their favorite preachers preach, but like, but they walk away and you're going to keep ministering the exact same way you were before. Mm-hmm. You, you just enjoyed, I just love it when that guy preaches. And, you know, sometimes I'd want to say, well, so what are you going to do differently as a pastor now that you've heard that guy preach? Well, I don't know. I, I just like it. every year hearing him preach. He's so funny or he's a great storyteller or, but yeah, but, but how are you going to professionally be better because of that? And, yeah. and so I would say, what are you doing? And, and like, if you're a pastor, for instance, I don't know that many pastors that work very seriously on their preaching. Uh, typically, I'll, I'll talk to pastors and they'll say, well, Richard, I've been preaching for 30 years now. And you realize, well, yeah, but you're preaching pretty well the same way you were 30 years ago. Uh, you've got the same tools, same commentaries, same style, same approach, same formula. You just sort of fill in the, the this week's scriptures, and but you, you, you're you don't really venture forth to try something new, maybe over the holidays or something else. You, uh, you know, th- th- there are some classes you can take where you can study with great preaching professors and uh, be in seminars where people evaluate your preaching, give you feedback. But most pastors aren't going to be that serious about it. Uh, but m- maybe you're a leader and you struggled with delegation and you realize, you know what, I instead of just another year going by where I just continued to shrug my shoulders and say, you know, I've just never been good at that. Maybe, uh, you need to this, you know, take a class, get a a leadership coach and say this year, I'm just going to really focus on delegation. And I'm going to, I'm going to, in this next year, I'm going to recruit, uh, this many leaders, uh, in my church or my business, uh, but I'm going to, I'm going, I'm going to give away a bunch of the work I'm doing that I should have given away a long time ago, but this year I'm at the end of the year, I'm going to raise up some folks that I can train, equip and hand off some of my work to, uh, and I'm going to get a coach to help me do it. But uh, maybe it's team building. Maybe you realize the staff you have, uh, is a little bit fragmented and they just need uh, some encouragement. They need some focus. They need a, a mission to drive them. Or maybe you're not that good at confrontation and there's some stuff going on in your staff uh, or in your church that really needs to be addressed, but you've been putting it off. You just don't like the what the the explosiveness that could happen, the the feedback. And and so you you're just delaying and you realize, you know what, I it's hurting my organization for me to let stuff go. And so, again, what you, you could read some books, you could get a leadership coach, you could take a class, uh, you could talk with some peers about that, but, but what might you do so that this year you finally improve in that important area of your life? So there's, uh, we'll, we'll look at some more areas here specifically, uh, maybe right after the break. Sounds good. Of all the books that my father Henry and I have had the privilege of writing together, next to the study course, Experiencing God, I don't think that there's anything we've written that has received more positive feedback than this little daily devotional, Experiencing God Day by Day. People from all over the world have told us that God used these simple devotions to speak very powerfully into their life. And now we're very excited because beginning this coming January, we're going to be launching a new podcast called the Experiencing God Day by Day podcast. 
And each morning I'll be launching that day's devotional, which I'll be reading for you, so that no matter where you are, if you've subscribed, you'll be able to just hear the day's devotional. Um, and uh, so we're looking forward to just how God's going to use that to speak into people's lives. And you can get this anywhere you get your podcast beginning January 1st. So Richard, what are some other areas that we can uh, focus in with our living on purpose, living purposefully, and uh, maybe even setting uh, the all-important goal uh, and not just hoping that we're better off at the end of this year than we were when we started. Yeah, I, I, a third one, and Sam, you and I have talked about this before, but just your health. Um, do you have specific health goals? I can't tell you how many people, and myself, I've done this as well, have just said, well, I just need to lose some weight this year, you know, or I need yeah. to get more exercise. But of course, that's not a goal. That's just saying, acknowledging the obvious. But if you're ever going to lose weight, you have to have a goal. And uh, and there's specific things you can do. I, For one is, do you have a, a, a number of pounds you want to lose? Yeah. Uh, that's, I tell you what, I when I'm at my best, uh, I've got a weigh scale in my bathroom that I step on every morning. And before I am tempted to eat that donut in the lunchroom, I've, I've already stepped on the scale and I realize if I eat that one donut, I, th- today's a write-off. I won't lose yeah. a pound. So uh, do I really want that? And so set a goal and and then you know. And, and I tell you, I've kind of, I've had a few setbacks here the last couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, and I, I've realized... I, this is very, uh, pre- very real to me right now. Just uh, what what uh, adjustments do I need to make so I lose this many pounds? And uh, uh, and you know, you and I, uh, you joined our running club this year. Uh, you're a little, you know, here here or there or there, but I took a detour and uh, did some cycling. You did and... some cycling, but um, you know that uh, that has kind of helped us. We uh, were in a, a club with. Uh, uh, my wife, my son Daniel, and your wife, and and you, and 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 there's a goal set of uh, this year. It was it, whatever the year is. So, uh, this past year it was uh, 21, 21, uh, our, of, uh, 2021. of twenty 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 one. Yeah, I got too many ones in there. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, th- so two thousand twenty one miles. Yeah. A year between the team. The yeah. And so I tell you that you know the fact that you set a goal like that. Uh, there are days like last week I had uh, the opportunity to be, um, you know, on vacation and not, but I, I ran every day because we're trying to meet a goal. And so, uh, just having a goal, uh, like there are days I did not feel like it. It was cold out. It would have been really easy to say, I've run the last two days. I don't need to run today. But the moment you have a goal, you you suddenly and there's accountability. Yeah, um, it lights a bit of a fire. And and, and the other people on your team, like my real. wife, is saying, Richard, did you know? Have you contributed anything in the last couple of days to the running club? And uh, that immediately uh, holds me a little bit more accountable. Yeah. I, something you've done, and I I've tried to do as well of late is just uh, fasting through breakfast. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know that that seems to help. Is it's, it's kind of counterintuitive. Uh, you're, we've always been told breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but uh, but basically after dinner the night before, uh, I tried as much as possible not to eat till lunch, and yeah. then uh, and then after dinner, of course, don't snack 
later in the evening. Yeah, that's the tricky bit. You, you know, know, if you stay up late and it's like, well, it's yeah, that because it, it's hard to watch uh, hockey in the evening without popcorn in your yeah. hands. But but you know, does popcorn uh, even count? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, just to say, do you, what specific health goals specific? Yeah. tonnage that you want to lose this year um do you do you want to run I, this year was a, a milestone for me i actually uh, ended up running my first half marathon my first 10k uh and you know or and you know some of those kind of um milestones if you set a goal then you, now you you can measure your progress if yeah. you just simply say i need to run more there's no way to measure that there's no way to uh to motivate you specifically. Uh, and so I would certainly encourage you. And again, there's lots of new year's resolutions that don't last very long. Part of that is you want to, you want to be specific about your goal. You want to find a way to hold yourself accountable and it needs to be achievable. Yeah. Achievable for sure. And, uh, and also don't, you know, make it something that there's sort of interim checkups. Like if, if it's all based on December 31st. And yeah. so December 31st, you look and, wow, I was going to run 2,021 miles. You're, you're going to treat it like a final in, in uh, yeah, you college. You're just going to, oh, no, you can't do an all-nighter yeah. uh, in with your health. So, you know, have something that you're, like like literally for me, if I'm weighing in every solitary morning, that, that accountability um, really helps me. And yeah. so don't say, okay, well, on December 31st, I'm going to weigh in, uh, if, because then you'd be, oh my Lord, <laughs> I thought I was losing weight here. I've actually put on 20 more pounds. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, daily accountability, uh, at least weekly accountability, uh, certainly is an important part of that. A couple others to say, you know, just some different things like, um, for instance, uh, your giving. Uh, I know some people that every year set goals of how much they they want to give away. Uh, I've yeah. got a, a good friend that wanted to give uh, to, um, I think, 50 different ministries. Uh, and they were, you know, they were trying to figure out how can I support uh, a bunch of different Christian ministries. And uh, or I know people that say, well, I, I started out giving 10 percent tithe uh, to the, the church, the Lord's work. And 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 every year they add half a percent to their giving. Uh, I would, you know, I, I eventually want to give be giving 20 percent away or 50 percent away of what I have and keeping the other 50 uh, those are some pretty significant goals. Uh, if there's some ministries that you really believe in, uh, and you say, uh, you know, I, I would love to be able to just give them a sizable gift. Uh, uh, how, how am I going to do that? Well, I've, I've got a plan on that. I've yeah. got to maybe not spend on some other things this year. Another area of your life might be in travel. I, you and I both believe in travel. Um, and I, you know, I'm always meeting people that will say, Oh, I've always wanted to travel. Uh, I, I have that a lot. I, I take Lyft to the airport all the time and people will say, you know, I, I've never even been on an airplane or I'm, uh, you know, I've never been outside the state. I've always wanted to go here or there and, and I'll kind of give my little speech on, well, you, it's great to do that, but you have to have a plan. You, you know, 20 years from now, you may still be telling your, your passengers, I've always wanted to travel, but never made a plan. And so I know you and Carrie are big on that. Um, yeah. You know, COVID and everything has put a bit of a uh, curtailment on that. But uh, you guys are always looking at places. Uh, I, I kind of look at some countries I haven't, I'd, I'd like to go to. Like, I've never been to Rome. And I've several times had people talk like they wanted to have me come speak there. And then they just never, never 
uh, worked out yet. Uh, uh, I, got, I did get to Greece a couple of years ago, which I'd wanted to do, but I'd love to go to Rome, love to see the Colosseum and stuff yeah. you and Carrie have already done. Um, I've, I've, I've only really been to Brazil in South America, but, uh, it looks like I'll be headed to Argentina this year, uh, for the first time, which, uh, I'm excited about. Uh, I love, there's certain countries and places I would love, uh, just to see. And, Mm -hmm. and also just because I, I'm typically, I'm speaking, ministering in those countries. I just, I, I like the idea of having ministered in some way to various countries, you know, and right. helping people there. So, but that, you know, if you're planning it, uh, there are deals that come along. I know you guys have apps that alert you if there's a cheap flight to Paris or something that's yeah. coming up or whatever. And, uh, it can actually be quite affordable if you do some research, but again, it, you've got to be intentional or right. it doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm always inspired by praying Hyde that he, he was intentional about, uh, soul winning about just leading people to Christ. And he famously one year just prayed that God would give him one convert every day, not, not to somebody witnessed to, but someone that he led to Christ. And, and he ended up leading over 366 people to Christ that year. So he, he asked for two people a year and, uh, I, I got up at least a four a year, mm-hmm. uh, a four a day, uh, for a whole year. But again, he was very intentional, and because he had that goal, he was always looking for someone else to talk to, to about Christ. And right. uh, I think that's um, you know, I, there's certainly some great things that that we know we should do. That the moment that you have a specific goal, it just focuses your life more. And I, I, I'm finding, especially as I, I get older that focus can be a hard thing because there's just so many things I like to do and there's so many things I am doing that you're, you're, you're constantly pulled this way and that. And, um, and when that happens, you, you don't stay focused. So if I were just a, there's lots more I could talk about your prayer life, uh, just taking care of your own, your property. You might each year have some goals. I know you do about clearing some more, more uh, timber out of out. your yard or whatever. Uh, I would just say this year, if you're going to have a goal, write it down, pray about them, let God help you to know what the goal should be. Uh, then regularly, then develop a plan. If you don't have a plan to achieve your goal, it's not going to happen. And then review that, hold yourself account- accountable and put, put it on the calendar. If it's, if it's a goal that you want to achieve, put a schedule time for it. Uh, yeah. where you can make make an effort and focus. Yeah, I forget who says it, but it, it's something to the effect of, you know, goals are just dreams unless they have like a plan or, or yeah. unless there's a deadline or yeah. something to that effect of like you can want to do something, but unless you there's a plan in place, a deadline by which you need to do it, then it's, it'll only ever be a dream. Yeah, and don't uh, be one of those people that you get to the end of your life and saying, I always wanted to do, I always wished I could do that. Yeah. Uh, make, make a plan now yeah, so that uh, you don't have a lot of unfinished business when you get to the end of your life. Well, the, the possibilities are, are endless for this new year, and, and we hope and pray that uh, all of our listeners are able to set those goals, live on purpose uh, for this new year of 2022. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners, so email us at podcast at blackme.org.